Welcome to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Easton, where we're building your tomorrow. And brought to you by Fellowship Financial. Be prepared to hear ideas, concepts, and strategies that may challenge the way you were taught to think about saving and investing for retirement. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to it. Now, here's this week's Retirement Income Show, where we're building your tomorrow with your host, Michael Eastham. Hey everyone, I'm Michael Eastham. Glad to have you along with us for this special edition of the Retirement Income Show. And today I want to help you understand a word that sometimes gets tossed around in our industry, kind of like a cheap suit at times. It's the word fiduciary. And I want to have this conversation so that you can make sure that you're in the best possible position as you approach or you enter retirement. In my conversations with listeners and prospective clients today, I found that a lot of people are trying to demystify the process of creating a financial plan that gives them the confidence they need in retirement. In fact, one of the questions that I get asked quite often is, are you a fiduciary? And the funny thing is, I discovered that different people have a different understandings of what a fiduciary actually is. What does it mean? How does it affect you when it comes to your retirement? And it's very important to have a foundational understanding, if you will, of what that definition is so that you know if you're working with one or not, or even if it matters. So I want to start out with the definition of a fiduciary. If you go to dictionary.com and you look up the word fiduciary, the primary definition says, and I quote, a person to whom property or power is entrusted for the benefit of another, unquote. So basically, and in the financial planning context, it means someone that you trust will look out for your best interests when it comes to helping you develop, implement, manage your financial plan. In other words, they won't sell you a product just to line their own pockets with more money. Now, let's face it. We all want to have the confidence that anyone we choose to do business with is looking out for our best interests as the client, right? I mean, it's the same way when you choose a doctor or uh, another professional. We expect him or her to take care of our health Not just look at me as another fee or another source of revenue. So at the end of the day, being a fiduciary comes down to the ethical core of who that individual is. In fact, you can simplify it very easily by saying, treat others the way you want to be treated. This isn't really rocket science, but I understand it can be very confusing. And that's why we're addressing it on today's episode of the Retirement Income Show. When people ask, are you a fiduciary? Sometimes they kind of have this vague understanding of what it means. And for someone to say, yes, I'm a fiduciary can be a good thing. But that label or that word almost doesn't mean anything unless the core of the individual is designed or is programmed and committed to acting in a fiduciary way. In other words, committed to acting in a way that you treat other people the way you want to be treated, looking out for their best interests when it comes to matters of trust, especially things of a financial nature where 
it could mean the success or failure of your retirement strategy, of your plans and your goals when it comes to retirement. And I don't mean just a day or two in retirement. I'm talking about the whole duration, 20, 30 years in retirement. So you've got to make sure that the individual that you're working with is someone that you trust. That's how critical and that's how important that word is. And yet again, it's thrown around like a cheap suit at times. Anybody can really call themselves a fiduciary, but to operate in such a way becomes very important as to how did you come about that particular label or that title? That's what you need to dig down on. And that's why we're going to address it on today's program. So if you want the help of a fiduciary to implement your retirement plan, the best thing to do to get started is to call Fellowship Financial today at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Or go to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. And we can schedule a free retirement readiness review to make sure that you're on the right track to your stress-free retirement. And as I've said so many times before, as a CPA, personal financial specialist, or PFS, we take our fiduciary obligation, and it is an obligation, which you'll hear in just a few minutes, we take that very seriously as we create the financial plan that supports your goals. So schedule your free retirement readiness review by calling 844-308-4861 right now. Now, if you just joined us, I want to welcome you to the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group, your host. And today we're helping you understand the word fiduciary, what it means, what it is, how to benefit from it. Thanks so much for being here. And I talked about the meaning of fiduciary coming down to the ethical core of the individual. I mean, that's the heart of the person, meaning that you need to be able to trust the person to be ethical in the first place. And now admittedly, that can be very difficult because trust can take a long time to build, but it can be broken easily. However, being held to a fiduciary standard or having a fiduciary duty from a professional obligation standpoint, this is what takes that word to a whole new level. In other words, if it's important to you to work with a fiduciary, which I believe it should be, by the way, well, you need to ask another question in addition to, are you a fiduciary whenever you're interviewing financial advisors? Because the other more important question is, what are the consequences to you, Mr. Financial Advisor, if you breach your fiduciary duty? Now, let me explain what I mean there. There are some professionals who simply pay some money they take a class for a few hours, they take a test or two, and they're awarded a certificate that says they're a fiduciary. It's a piece of paper. But what happens if they don't uphold that commitment? What happens if they breach that responsibility? Well, in that case, and really in the worst case for something like I just described, they might lose their certificate, but it has no impact on their ability to call themselves a fiduciary or to operate in the same way they were doing business before. In other words, the issuing organization has no real regulatory or enforcement authority. Now let's compare that with a CPA who also has 
a personal financial specialist or a PFS designation, someone who's an active member of the American Institute of CPAs or the AICPA. A professional that holds those designations is not only self-regulated by the American Institute of CPAs standards of professional conduct, but remember the CPA designation is a professional license that's issued by the state. So like a doctor, the state has the ability to issue financial penalties, for example, or to suspend or even revoke that license. And if a CPA license is revoked, let me tell you something, that is a huge deal to that professional. Most people know how hard it is to get a medical license. It takes years of schooling, training, testing, and practice. Well, look, the same is true with the CPA license. So think about it for a minute. Who's more likely to breach their fiduciary duty? Someone who may lose a certificate with no other consequences or someone who sacrificed for years to achieve a CPA license and the personal financial specialist or that PFS designation and risk losing their livelihood if they were to incur financial penalties or have their state license revoked for breaching that duty. I think you'll agree there's no real comparison. But identifying a professionally obligated fiduciary is only the first step. Next, I'm going to explain why working with a fiduciary is one of the best ways to ensure that you can enjoy that stress-free retirement you've always dreamed of. Of course, it's not a guarantee, but it's one of the best ways you can do it. That's up next on the Retirement Income Show. Helping you build your tomorrow. You're locked on to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Easton. Here's the Fellowship Financial Money Minute with Michael Easton. To support a stress-free retirement, you need to avoid these top three common mistakes. Number one, lack of planning. If you're approaching retirement, ask yourself, how much income will I need over the next 30 years? Not only in year one, but also year 30. Number two, Social Security wasn't designed to be your sole source of income. Yet 36% of Americans plan to or already rely only on Social Security for retirement income. And number three, the wrong investment strategy to support your retirement goals. If you're invested for growth, you're speculating. You need income in retirement to replace your salary from work. That's your investment purpose. With the wrong strategy, a market drop could be catastrophic to your retirement goals. Call Michael Easton today at 407-949-5888 or log on to fellowshipfinancial.com. Fellowship Financial, where we're building your tomorrow. Remember the good old days when you could earn 5% on a bank CD? What if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those CD rates? It's possible, and the income specialists at the Retirement Income Source can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Source. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a Retirement Income Specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement. 
Michael Eastham is your local income specialist in Orlando. He's the president of Fellowship Financial. With over 30 years experience in the financial services industry, Michael is also an Amazon best-selling author. And his book, Common Sense Income Strategies, and his book has helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Michael Eastham, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, visit fellowshipfinancial.com. Welcome back to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Eastham, where we're building your tomorrow. Welcome back to our Retirement Income Show community. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Michael Eastham with Fellowship Financial, and this is the Retirement Income Show. Today, I'm digging into an overused, less understood term in the financial industry, one that can be thrown around quite cheaply at times, and that term is fiduciary. What is it? Why is it important? And if you just got here, you missed any of the show, you can get caught up real easily. Just head over to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Click on the radio show tab and you're able to replay any of our archived episodes of the Retirement Income Show on your schedule. And don't forget, when you're there, subscribe to our podcast. It's available on your favorite streaming platform. And that way you can continue your financial education. You can review those podcasts on the go. Now, before the break, I explained that a fiduciary by definition is someone who basically treats you the way you'd hope to be treated. Pretty basic, right? Well, in the financial industry, it's someone who looks out for your best interests ahead of their own when it comes to your financial plan. But it's important to understand how easy it can be to slap that word on the end of a sentence when you ask a financial advisor if they are a fiduciary or not. So you have to go a little deeper than that. And you've got to ask, well, what happens to that financial advisor if they breach their fiduciary duty? If they can lose their livelihood as a result and their license to practice, that's someone you may want to consider since they're much less likely to go off the rails. And the word fiduciary As I mentioned, it's thrown around a lot and it sounds good, but it's important to know why working with a financial advisor who is a professionally obligated fiduciary really is in your best interest. It's also critically important to realize that you may not always need a fiduciary. How's that? You probably never heard that before, right? But you see, Some do-it-yourselfers that I've talked to in the past, they love to do the research. They love to do the investing. They've been doing it for decades. They do the comparison shopping of different products and fees and all of those kinds of things. And it makes them feel good and gives them a sense of accomplishment to do their own investing. In fact, you may have always done your own retirement and investment management, and that's okay. If that's the case, you may not need somebody who operates as a fiduciary. You just may need a salesperson or a company rep to ask a few questions so you can do your own personal due diligence and then choose the options that you're most comfortable with. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But in that case, like I said, you don't really need a fiduciary because you just need somebody who can provide you the information that you may not have access to 
or to confirm a few things, then you compare and you pull the trigger. Kind of like buying a car. I mean, the trick is in retirement, when it comes to your investments, you need to make sure that you're covered with your investment strategy, your retirement strategy for 30 years. And anybody that's listened to this program more than a handful of times knows that I always compel people to plan for a 30-year retirement. You never know how long you're going to live. You plan for 30 years, even if you only live 20, it's better than if you plan for 20 and live 25. You don't want to be that person who runs out of money as a result. But if you're not that do-it-yourselfer, the best thing for you to do is to call Fellowship Financial. I want to give you a copy of my best-selling book, Common Sense Income Strategies, to the first five listeners that call 844-308-4861. Again, that number is 844-308-4861. In fact, I have an entire chapter that's dedicated to vetting financial advisors. That'll really help you understand the nitty gritty of what are the questions I need to ask? How do I make sure that I'm protected as an individual? I'll help you get started to find that right financial advisor to help you plan for an amazing retirement. So give us a call. If you're one of the first five callers, 844-308-4861. I'm going to give you a copy of my book, Common Sense Income Strategies, as a free gift. That's how we serve our listeners That's how we serve our clients at Fellowship Financial, helping build your tomorrow. So be one of the first five callers. Again, 844-308-4861. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. This is the Retirement Income Show. And if you just joined us, thanks so much for being with us today. We are helping you understand what a fiduciary is and how you can benefit by asking the right questions of your financial advisor. And since you're here, I know that you like the show. Just make sure that you tell your friends, you tell your family members about the Retirement Income Show and get them hooked up as well. You can point them to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Have them click on the radio tab and you can listen to our archive programs on that page. Now, when you decide that you want the help of a financial professional, to help build and implement and manage your retirement, the best thing that you need to do is to make sure that you are working with a professionally obligated fiduciary, like I described just above. Again, someone that's professionally obligated in the sense that they have a lot at stake if they don't uphold that professional standard, that fiduciary standard. That's what provides you the assurance that they're going to do everything within their power to make sure they dig deep into their ethical fabric and they give you the best that they have to offer in terms of ideas, in terms of their experience and their feedback, the opportunities for you to succeed. You see, when you work with the right professional, whether it's a doctor or an attorney or a CPA, financial professional, you deserve to have someone that looks at your relationship and the services that they provide to you They look at you as a partner and you should see that relationship the same way. In fact, I mean, in my world, that includes all pertinent aspects of the financial plan. And I don't mean just the investments because there's so much more to it than just the investments, your portfolio. There's things like tax planning, making sure that you're tax efficient in the way that you have your investments laid out, making sure that 
You're making decisions in a way that benefit you from a tax efficient standpoint. Where do you take money from and in what order? Do you take money from your checking or savings account first or do you tap into your Roth accounts? When do you tap into your Roth accounts, if at all? Those are all important tax planning questions. What about estate planning? That's important as well. You've got to make sure that you have your estate all lined up. Make sure your beneficiaries are in line with the way you want to have them set up. And of course, income planning, making sure you've got enough income to last that 30-year retirement. It also includes things like considering inflation or Medicare and long-term care planning. The things that support your personal goals in retirement as well. You know, you're not just trying to buy a product here. Your financial planner could either make or break your retirement. And you need to have a partner in financial plan, a strategist, someone who not only thinks about your 30-year retirement plan, but also has the ability to pull all those pieces together in a way that helps you sleep well at night. That's the importance of having that relationship with somebody who is professionally obligated to to act as a fiduciary on your behalf, someone who at their ethical core loves what they do and really wants to serve you, the listener, the client, and help you accomplish their goals. In fact, that's what really brings them satisfaction in the business. And that's what we do at Fellowship Financial. So let's bring it full circle here. The word fiduciary is tossed around all outside the general public. It's tossed around quite a bit, but at its core, it simply means treat people the way you want to be treated. And just because somebody says they're a fiduciary doesn't mean they have an obligation to do business that way. It doesn't mean that they're going to have any issues if they don't act that way. In fact, like I said, a good question to ask someone if they call themselves a fiduciary is what happens to you if you don't operate in a fiduciary manner? Working with a true fiduciary can give you the confidence that you're on the road to living your dream of having that stress-free retirement. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Welcome back to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Eastham. It's time to start building your tomorrow. Hello, everyone. If you just joined us, I want to welcome you. You are listening to the Retirement Income Show, and I'm Michael Eastham with Fellowship Financial. And we're going to take some of your questions to get you the answers you need to build your tomorrow right here on the Retirement Income Show. So if you want to get your questions answered, send them to us at Fellowship Financial. Dot com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. All you need to do is click on the contact us tab. You can submit your question and you might hear the answer on the next edition of the Retirement Income Show. Or you can reach us at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. And remember, when you submit a question, chances are somebody else has that same questions. So you'll be helping the entire retirement income show community. So let's jump right in. The first question is from Monica. Monica asks, my company offers a health savings account or an HSA as a benefit. 
And I'm trying to decide if it makes sense for me to contribute for me and my family. What can you help me understand about the HSA? The information I have from the company can be a little bit confusing. Okay, well, Monica, thanks so much for that question. And an HSA can be a great tool in the right circumstance. First thing you have to know is when it's available. An HSA is only available for qualifying high deductible health plans or HDHPs as they call them. And the deductible has to be at least $1,400 for an individual or $2,800 for a family. Now that's the starting point. So that's just the qualifier to see if your health insurance plan qualifies for you using an HSA. But there are some benefits to an HSA. And those are as follows. You can contribute as an individual, maybe you're single or divorced, then you can contribute up to $3,650 in 2022 or $7,300 as a family. And the great thing about that is that Many times when a company offers an HSA as a benefit, you can deduct that money from your paycheck and it's a pre-tax contribution essentially. If you contribute to an HSA on your own because maybe you're uh, self-employed or you have your own health plan outside of your work, well, then you can get a deduction for making that contribution on your 1040 form. So that's a great deal. The second great characteristics of an HSA is that you can invest that money inside the HSA. And if you have gains on that HSA, on the money that you put in, then those gains are not taxed. So it's tax deferred, kind of like a 401k plan or an IRA. And then the final great kicker is that when you do ultimately use that money for qualified health care Uh, expenses, then you can take the money out tax-free. So it's like a Roth account, except you get a deduction for that contribution. So those are three great characteristics. Now, if you're 55 and older, then you could add $1,000 to the amounts that I mentioned before. So if you're, if you're 55 and up, you can contribute 56, or excuse me, $4,650 for a family, you can you can contribute uh, $8,300 into an HSA. That's the great side of the HSA. One of the biggest downsides of an HSA is that the only things you can invest in inside of those programs are mutual funds or fixed accounts, something that's offered by the institution. But that's a key thing. So you can lose money if you invest it and the market goes down, you got to keep that in mind. So the question becomes, is the risk worth the reward of investing? And if the answer to that question is yes, well, then certainly the HSA can be a good plan for you to consider. You can just put the money in, not invest it. You might earn a little tiny bit of interest, but uh, but when you take it out, it'll still be tax-free. So it's got those excellent qualifiers. And then an HSA you don't have to use it by the end of the year. Whatever you don't use at the end of the year, you can roll over and possibly use in the next year, or you can just keep it until you need it. So that's a great deal. So hopefully that's helpful to you, Monica. Thanks so much for that question. If you want more information, give us a call, 844-308-4861. That's 844 308 
4861. But let's jump into our next question from Tyrone. Tyrone asks, my 401k is doing lousy this year. The balance has dropped by nearly $100,000. I'm 64 and I was hoping to retire next year, but I'm starting to wonder if that's even realistic anymore. Do you have any investment ideas that could help me? Okay, well, Tyrone, thank you for submitting that question. And look, you're getting close to retirement, so you do have to pay very close attention to the way you're investing. Now, I do have to put that caveat out there. This is not necessarily specific investment advice, but it sounds like it's time for a new strategy for you since you are so close to retirement. You know, the one question you have to ask yourself is not how big is my investment account? The one question that you need to pay the most attention to is how much income do I need and do I have my income covered based on my investments? You see, if you're invested in mutual funds, like you probably are inside of your 401k, it it certainly sounds that way. Well, then if you decide to take income, then you're going to have to sell shares and selling shares can be devastating to your financial picture if the market is down. Like you just said in your question that your market value is dropped by $100,000. Well, that's no good, right? You're so close to retirement. Who knows if you've got time to recover that $100,000 in the market if you indeed do want to retire next year. If you've got some more time, then perhaps you can let it ride up or you might want to look at what your income needs are start to plan, how do I shift this investment strategy from things that are designed for growth, like mutual funds, typically the things that are inside of 401ks or maybe ETFs or bond funds, and shift that strategy into things that are designed to pay you income, things that pay dividends and interest and predictable income, whether it's fixed annuities or preferred stocks or individual bonds, maybe some real estate investment trusts that are publicly traded or business development companies, even some value stocks. They have some growth element to them, but they also pay a reasonable dividend. So understanding how much income you need and where that income is going to come from is part of that retirement planning process that we help our clients go through every single day at Fellowship Financial. So don't wait another minute in your case, Tyrone. It's very important that you're able to answer those questions that I just described and you're able to say, hey, I've got enough income to retire or I don't have enough income to retire and I either have to A, save more money or B, wait for the market to come back up or C, work a little bit longer. That's what happens when you're investing for growth when you should be investing for income. For any of our listeners that are out there that are within 10 years of retirement, that is the time that you need to start looking at shifting your strategy from accumulation, meaning common stocks and mutual funds, into the distribution strategy, things that are paying interest and dividends. And that's what I would implore you to do, Tyrone, is to take a look at those things and give us a call at 844-308- 4861. Again, 844-308-4861. And I'd be happy to walk you through it, help you wrap your arms around your entire situation and answer that question for you. Do I have enough income to retire? Are my investments set up appropriately for me to retire next year? 
Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Welcome back to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Easton. It's time to start building your tomorrow. Hey, everyone. I'm Michael Easton. Thanks so much for joining in on another edition of the Retirement Income Show. On today's show, I want to talk about some mistakes that it's easy to make when it comes to your retirement accounts, like your IRAs, 401ks, maybe you've got a 403b or 457 or TSP plan, anything like that. And this is easy to do because I found that for many of us, when we don't know what we don't know, it's easy to step in that proverbial doggy landmine, if you know what I mean. And usually when that happens, it's too late to do anything about it. I mean, the damage is already done. And in many cases, there's no going back. It reminds me actually of a few years ago when we had a guy come into our office as a new tax client. We have a tax practice built into our financial planning business. And this guy was 62 years old and he was still working. Well, his buddies at work told him that he was old enough to start Social Security and get more income. So that's exactly what he did. He didn't ask any questions, didn't do any research. He just signed up and he he received $24,000 from Social Security that year. He used that money to go buy the boat that he always dreamed of. Well, the problem is he didn't realize that there's an income threshold if you decide to start Social Security early, like 62. You see, in his problem, he earned $75,000 in income from his job. So when we did his tax return, I had the distinct privilege of letting him know that he needs to write a check back to the Social Security Administration, albeit through the IRS, of course, for $24,000 that he had received from Social Security because his pay was so far over the limit. And he was shocked, but even worse... He already spent that money on his new boat. Now, I see problems like this on a regular basis, unfortunately, and I don't want you to end up in that awkward situation. And that's why we're going to talk about some of the mistakes I see with retirement accounts so you can avoid them and possibly take advantage of some of the ideas that will help you save money in your retirement. So today, we're going to hit five of the top mistakes that I see so that you can go into it eyes wide open. And the first one is leaving your 401k or your employer plan, whatever it is, 403b, 457, whatever, leaving it at your company when you retire. I've had so many people over the years that tell me that they left their 401k at their employer because the accounts did pretty well while they were working. Well, listen, that's fine. But I found that when people do that, they don't realize that they could have had the same allocation in an IRA that they control outside of their company. And they also have more access to so many more options, so many more strategies that are not available inside your employer. And think about it. Maybe the strategy that you have inside your 401k that you were contributing to most of your working life is inappropriate. And if you can't change that strategy in the 401k, 
then you need to move it out. But if you don't know that other strategies and, and investments exist, then you don't know. So you don't know what you don't know. And that's why we're talking about it today. But the fact is that even when you leave a 401k at your employer, there could be some beneficiary problems that can create some serious tax bombs if you're not careful. Like, for example, if you have your kids listed as beneficiaries on your 401k, they may have to take that money out sooner than they would if it was in an IRA. That's a big deal because if they leave it alone, then it's very possible that they might have to pay tax on the entire lump sum all in one fell swoop. That could be a painful mistake and a painful problem. So to avoid IRA and 401k mistakes, the best thing to do is to call Fellowship Financial today at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Or visit us at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We'll set you up with a free IRA or 401k analysis to help you avoid the mistakes and stay on track to a stress-free retirement. And as a CPA, PFS, we take our fiduciary obligation very seriously as we help people accomplish your financial goals. So to schedule that free IRA or 401k analysis, call us 844-308-4861. Well, if you just joined the program, I want to welcome you. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group, and this is the Retirement Income Show. And today, We're helping you avoid IRA and 401k mistakes. So thanks so much for being here. And the second mistake that I see is is when someone has collected several IRAs over the years and they try to consolidate them or they try to simplify them and they do it the wrong way and with incredibly expensive consequences. Here's what I mean. There are two ways that you can roll over these accounts the indirect method or the direct method. Now, the indirect method is when you get a check from your bank or you get a check from the custodian like TD Ameritrade or Schwab or whatever it is, then you take that check to the next custodian within that 60-day rollover period that's allowed by the IRS. Typically, you have that 60-day window to take money from one IRA, put it into another IRA and not have to pay tax on it. Well, the problem is you can only do one indirect rollover in a 12-month period. Now, did you hear that? I don't mean a calendar year. In fact, if you do an indirect rollover in April, you can't do another one until next April. And I don't want you to miss that subtle distinction. You see, the IRS aggregates all of the IRAs that you have And they effectively count them as one IRA for the purposes of evaluating this transfer. And if you miss that and you think it's a calendar year, well, guess what? It can invalidate your entire IRA causing significant tax problems. So think about it. If you had a million dollars in various IRAs and you violate this indirect rollover rule, you're going to pay taxes of almost $400,000. That's a huge deal. But what about a direct transfer? So we talked about indirect transfers. 
direct transfer is the best way to do it because a direct transfer is where your bank or your custodian sends your IRA directly to the receiving custodian like TD Ameritrade or Schwab or wherever your destination is. It doesn't pass through your hands. And the reason this is the best way is because there are no limits on the number of direct transfers you can do in a single year. So if you have several IRAs and you want to consolidate it, that's a good thing. You can do it all at the same time with no issues and no concerns if you do the direct transfer method. Okay, so direct versus indirect, it's a very important distinction. You get it wrong, it can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. All right, number three is Roth conversions. Another mistake that I see people making. People hear that Roth accounts are better than traditional IRAs. And you know what? In many ways, that is true. The question is, is it right for you? Not only that, but if it's right for you, do you have to convert the whole thing? Remember, when you do a Roth conversion, you have to pay tax on the money that you convert. And a Roth conversion, it's not an all or nothing proposition. So that's very important to think about it because having a strategy to do it over time can save thousands of dollars in taxes. And when you think about it a different way, I mean, the younger you are, the more Roth conversion options you'll have. And this is very important. It's important to count the cost. I've seen too many times where a client will say to me that they want to do a Roth conversion. But when we show them the the actual tax cost, they change their mind and they decide that it's better to pay the tax as you go because it's a lot less. So it's, every situation is going to be a little bit different, but you got to know this up front so that you can make an informed decision. Now, you want to know how to take money out of your IRA tax-free? Well, you're going to want to stick around because I'll share a little known secret to do just that, keeping more of the money in your pocket to enjoy the stress-free retirement you always dreamed of. That's next on the Retirement Income Show. You're listening to the Retirement Income Show with Michael Eastham. Now's the time to start building your tomorrow. Thanks for listening to our show today. And we've put together a companion report that goes with this show. It's called The Universe of Non-Stock Market Income Generating Alternatives. These investments are considered to have less risk of loss, and they're instruments that people invest in primarily for income. The Universe of Non-Stock Market Income Generating Alternatives is absolutely free to our listeners. So reach out to the show at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. Or visit us online at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Time now for more of the Retirement Income Show with Michael Easton. Welcome back to all of our Retirement Income Show friends and family. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Retirement Income Show. And today, we're going through five top IRA and 401k mistakes that I see people make that cost them thousands of dollars 
in their retirement. So if you just got here and you missed any of the show, you can catch up easily after the program by heading over to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Click on the radio show tab to replay any archived episode of the Retirement Income Show program on your schedule. And don't forget, while you're there, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. That's available on your favorite streaming platform so that you can continue your financial education anytime. Now, before the break, I shared three of the IRA and 401k mistakes. But as a quick review, first, the first mistake is not rolling over your employer plan like a 401k or 403b when you leave your job can be a big deal. The second mistake that I see is doing an indirect rollover versus a direct transfer when you roll over your IRAs or you consolidate your IRAs. Big deal can cost thousands and thousands of dollars if you do it wrong. Third, when you're considering a Roth conversion, first of all, either thinking that it's an all or nothing proposition or not having a strategy to minimize taxes by converting over time. So those are the first three that we addressed in the first part of the program. Now let's get to the next one. Number four, the fourth mistake is more like an error of omission, if you will. And this is a great way for you to get money out of your IRA tax-free. That's right. I said tax-free. You see, when the SECURE Act kicked in back in January of 2020, One of the things that it did was it bumped up the standard deduction for tax purposes. And by doing this, a lot of people who were previously itemizing their deductions to get a bigger write-off, they couldn't do it anymore. And inside those itemized deductions, one of the biggest ones is for charitable contributions. So what that meant is that you could no longer get the deduction for donating to charities. Yeah, they give you a small little amount, 300 or 600 bucks. But the important factor that you need to know is if you're 70 and a half, you can send money directly from your IRA to your charity of choice, whether it's your church or a nonprofit organization. And by doing that, you don't pay tax on any of that distribution. And that's a huge deal that can save you tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. But remember, you need to be 70 and a half in order to do this. And the hoop you need to jump through is that it must go from the custodian directly or your bank to the charity, from the custodian or the bank that you have your IRA held at directly to the charity. It can't hit your bank personally, like your checking account. And if you're RMD age, even better news. That contribution, it's called a Qualified Charitable Distribution or a QCD, it counts towards your required minimum distribution. So don't miss out on this one because, look, when you write a check to a charity, that money typically comes out of your checking account. Well, guess what? That's after-tax money. Your IRA or your 401k is pre-tax money. Everyone's always asking me, how do I get money out of here tax-free? Well, the qualified charitable distribution is one of the best ways to do it. So many people miss that one. And if you want to avoid these or any other mistakes, then take the first step right now. Call Fellowship Financial. Take advantage of our free 
IRA or 401k analysis by calling us at 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. We'll schedule that free IRA 401k analysis to help you take a good step forward as you plan for that amazing retirement that you've always dreamed of. That's just one of the ways we serve our listeners and our clients at Fellowship Financial, helping you to build your tomorrow. So reach out, 844-308-4861, or go to our website, fellowshipfinancial.com. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial Group, and you're listening to the Retirement Income Show. If you just joined us, we're so glad you're here. Today, we're laying out the top five IRA and 401k mistakes that I see people make every day. Laying them out so that you know what you know what you don't know, right? It's new information and so that you can avoid them. And since you're here, I'm sure you like the program. Make sure that you take a few minutes, tell a friend, tell a family member about the Retirement Income Show. It's easy to get them connected by pointing them to fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. Click on the radio show tab. Now let's get to IRA 401k mistake number five. And this is a biggie. And that is not shifting your investment strategy from growth investments to income investments when you approach or you enter retirement. When you are in the accumulation phase of life, when you're depositing money every month or every pay period into savings like 401ks, IRAs, or other accounts, Typically, you're going to be using vehicles like common stocks, mutual funds, and those types of things are fine because usually you got 20 to 30 years before you'll need to access those funds. Your 401k, your IRA are good places for that, especially in those younger years. But in that phase of life, you have to understand that when the stock market drops by 30 or 40 percent, you can actually benefit if you're that systematic, disciplined investor because you can benefit from something called dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging means that when the market drops by that 30, 40, 50%, you can buy more shares with the same amount of money as you could buy when the market was up. That's great news because when the market comes back, and it always does, but when it does come back, You've got more shares that are rising and that proverbial statement that says the rising tide lifts all boats, that affects your account as well. Now, the problem comes when you need income in retirement. You see, regardless of what most financial advisors are going to tell you, in order to get income from the type of allocation that you use in the accumulation phase, common stocks and mutual funds, you're forced to sell shares. Now, that works fine as long as the market goes up, but you're planning for a 30-year retirement and you don't need me to tell you the stock market doesn't go up every single year during those 30 years. So when you experience that big stock market drop, 20, 30, 50%, and you need income, remember, you're forced to sell shares if you keep that same allocation and you're forced to sell shares on the way down. Now you're not participating in dollar cost averaging. You're doing the exact opposite. You're, you're participating in what I refer to as reverse dollar cost averaging. And that can be devastating to your retirement account. 
In fact, the negative issue that's a big mistake may cause you to run out of money. In fact, a better way to do it is to kind of figure out how much income you need, shift your investment strategy with funds that you need to rely on for income and invest those dollars into tools that provide predictable, consistent, true income that pays interest and dividends and predictable income. And it doesn't have to be all your income in many cases or all of your money, but at least the part that you need income from. You want to have that, you want to have that predictable income coming from things that pay interest and dividends. Things like individual bonds or bond-like instruments, exchange traded debt securities, preferred stocks, different types of things. Fixed annuities can actually work pretty well also. And that's just a few on the list because that money, that income is, is a, a renewable income source. And what I mean by that is you spend it today and it reproduces for you the next time. If you don't need it at all today, that's good news too, because you can invest it again, reinvesting those dividends, creating an inflation hedge for down the road when things like inflation or RMDs or long-term care issues cause you to need more income. The fact is there are lots of mistakes you can make with your IRA, your 401k. The top mistakes I see people make include not taking your employer plan when you leave the job. That's number one. Number two, blowing up your IRA by using an indirect rollover incorrectly. Number three, ignoring Roth conversion planning. Number four, missing out on qualified charitable distributions. And number five, most importantly, not shifting your investment strategy from growth to income investments when you approach or enter retirement. Getting these things right can get you one step closer to achieving the retirement you dream of and deserve. Thanks so much for listening. And unfortunately, we are out of time with this episode of the Retirement Income Show. I'm Michael Easton with Fellowship Financial. Thanks for being here. Make it an amazing week with the ones you love. And we'll be back next week with more of the Retirement Income Show. That's all the time we have for today. To speak with Michael Eastham off the air, call 844-308-4861. That's 844-308-4861. And for more information about Fellowship Financial, visit us online at fellowshipfinancial.com. That's fellowshipfinancial.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Retirement Income Show. The opinions expressed on this radio show are based upon information considered reliable, but should not be relied upon as such. Information presented is for educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume any discussions or information presented serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Advisory services offered through Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Fellowship Financial and Fellowship Investment Advisors, LLC, are affiliated entities.